How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from The Athletic here with Pedro Mora, also from The Athletic Heroes, and you described summer show about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pedro, how's it going, man? Hello, Andy. It's going pretty well. One playoff game in the books. How are you doing? Will the Dodgers ever learn how to not get beat by Orlando Arcia? I don't know. That guy's a good player. He's is a, he? he? Yeah, I think so. He's an athletic young man. I was listening to Sam Miller talk about him on the Effectively Wild podcast, and he had a near conniption when he found out how slow he is, which I really enjoyed. But I got to go back and find that one. That was a good time. I think that was the same episode they talked about you, actually. Oh. Um, did you know wow. about this? Yeah, they ripped no. your ass. Yeah. For was, what? For your take about how fit doesn't matter in, in a short season, how... In the AL Cy race, you and Craig, I don't know, I did not hear beyond the scrum, but you wow. and Craig both espoused, I guess, that you would pick ERA over FIP? Yeah, yeah, because one records what happened. Yeah, and um, Ben and Sam did not agree, so you should take it up with them, man. Man, I gotta go, I gotta really, uh, yeah, all right. Jeez. A recent episode, I don't know when it was, and then Sam, they were talking about speed, it was a good time. Anyway, yeah, okay. RC a good player, um, <laughs> and Christian Yelich, uh, also on the Brewers. Despite the way he looked at times this year, you know, still I think is someone to be a, a, afraid of. And he's uh, Christian Yelich, yeah, yeah, he's he's a good player. So I don't know, Brewers, interesting ball club. They are irritating to face because they have a lot of arms. It's difficult for them to score points, but they have a lot of arms. Uh, but if the Dodgers take care of business tonight, they will not see them again until 2021. I thought you did a you did a really good job, kind of summing up how the team right now offensively is pretty reliant on Mookie Betts and Corey Seager. Um, I'm sort of of the mind where like style points don't really matter for the Dodgers because they kind of just need to like get through this, you know? Like, I don't know, like, should Dodgers fans be concerned about how Kenley Jansen looked last night? Yeah, I would say so. That was not how he looked, even down the stretch. In the last couple games of the regular season, his stuff was down a little bit, but this was worse. You know, I think when the manager comes out and volunteers that he's concerned, you should be concerned. That's not something, I mean, in the topic of Dave Roberts being a little bit more honest than most, I think a lot of managers would try to push past that, and he wasn't even really pressed about it. It was just, the question was, Dave, how did Kenley look to you tonight? And he didn't say anything for like three seconds and then said, well, he didn't look too sharp. If I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he didn't look too sharp. There were, um, you know, he got the save and there were a few, a few good cutters, but a lot of them lacked teeth. Maybe to people, you know, they, they just hear an honest answer and they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think that counts as like a, a real sound of an alarm. It's October 1st now. Um, you know, you need the closer for the next uh, four weeks. They have other guys in the bullpen. It's not. But this, I guess this sort of sets the stage for if this happens again, you can't be surprised if they remove him from that closer role. They certainly have the arms to mix and match, right? They just don't have another closer type. Their relievers don't strike people out. And you don't necessarily want a guy who has a five strikeout rate in the ninth inning, even though he's good. Bruce Gratterall is a very good reliever, a good pitcher. He's probably going to start game three because they know that they can get him against, you know, the best of the Brewers lineup the first time through. You know, if he strike out a few more people, I think he would be a great option to, 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 to close games. But who's, who's it going to be? Blake Trinan? I, I don't know. He's effective, but not dominant. It's a weird spot. Yeah, but not a single dominant one. It's weird. The pitching staff arrangement is super unusual in this series. I mean, they had the four best pitching seasons in the series were on the Brewers, probably, which is bizarre, right? For a team that was, I mean, the Dodgers were dramatically better, but Devin Williams, Josh Hader, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns all had better years. 
than anyone on the Dodgers. And, you know, the fortunate thing for the Dodgers is that two of those guys aren't pitching in this series. And two of them didn't pitch in yesterday's game one, but 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 probably no one else is going to pitch besides Brandon Woodruff and Josh Hader in Thursday's game two. So the Dodgers really do need to hit, or they're not going to win this game. Yeah, I mean it's it's fair, it's fair. I mean, what makes Woodruff so effective? I don't really know. He has wonderful stuff. The last time we saw, I don't know what what elevated him this year past years past. But he is a, uh, I mean, the strikeout rate is outrageous for a starting pitcher. Just fantastic, exceptional. And, uh, and limited with a, a really good walk rate, too. So he, uh, it's going to be tough for them. They're not going to be able to, um, to wait him out like they did, like a bunch of their hitters did with Brent Suter. You know, he, Brent Suter is just a totally different caliber of pitcher from what the Dodgers are going to be facing in this. In this I mean, the, the velo is going to be 10 miles an hour up. There's going to be better command. It's, yeah, it's going to be a remarkably different matchup. And then game three is all hands on deck. So, Clayton Kershaw is on the mound tonight. What does that mean for the Dodgers? This season was overall an overwhelming success for Clayton Kershaw, right? Would you agree? I Yeah, I mean, 100%, yes. The last start of his season was not his best. It was near his worst. But in total, I think to make 10 starts, to do them with the uh, ERA just barely over two, is a very impressive season. But, you know, I guess we should grapple with the decades of postseason struggles that he has. You know, he hasn't been that wonderful in the postseason. I mean, to be clear, those things are are real. I I know. It's just like, holy crap, dude. We're doing this again? (laughs) How do you think he feels about it? Good lord. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) If you were going to ask Clayton Kershaw to throw 10 postseason starts this season, I'm I'm trying to get like a good enough sample. I would still expect him to be a good pitcher. I think he is good in the postseason and not in the postseason. I can maybe see that he you could project him to be not as good in the postseason, like half a run in ERA worse, but I still think he's going to be a good pitcher. I would project him to be a sub-3-5 ERA guy in the postseason. And I did notice that um, today is only the third time in his career that Kershaw will start a postseason game with a chance to clinch the series for the Dodgers. So, you know, read into that, that he's a lot of times pitched in relief in clinching situations and with their backs against the wall. The postseason history of Clayton Kershaw is is interesting for a variety of reasons, I would say. And I think there's almost like three separate phases in a way. Well, that's not, no, phases is probably the wrong way of putting it. But there was a period of time, there's notable just disastrous outings. The, uh, there's two come to mind against the Cardinals. And one of them was just a bad, bad performance, yeah. In 13 and 14, you know, there's just two But just 14 disasters. was a weird game because he he, he was dominant for a large Correct. part of it. He struck yeah. out 10 dudes and didn't walk anybody. Right. Right. The other game was not, was not right, yeah. That was the worst game I've seen him pitch in the playoffs. Which one? The 13 game. Yeah, the cl- that was where the, he just yeah, got his shit out. kicked in. Yeah, it was nine nothing. It was it was an awful performance. Which happens in, in right, twenty five right. starts. That's not unusual yeah, that's, to have that's one. That's going bad to one. happen, especially when you're facing a team uh, on short rest for the second time. A good team who probably had something on him tipping wise. Right? Yes, it's just when when Clayton Kershaw gets absolutely rocked. You remember you remember that. You know, this is not someone who does this kind of thing in, in with any frequency. There's also a period of time where he was pitching like an inning too long because they did not have a person who they could trust in the seventh inning. And they didn't really have a reliable bridge to get to Kenley Jansen. And so he was extended for and allowed to take the loss in situations where he probably, you know, they probably should have been able to have some backup behind him. You know, there's all those Pedro Baez games, right? Scott Elbert, yeah. Yeah. Then there's the period of time where he was like physically not right 
in 2016. In 2017, he was pretty good outside of, you know, the time he was facing a team who was later found to be cheating in probably the most heartbreaking of all those losses. And then, you know, the pre the next two seasons, he physically wasn't at the level he's at now. So it's just... It sounds like we're making excuses. It sounds like I'm making excuses, but I don't think it's this sort of thing where if you give Clayton Kershaw the ball in the postseason, all of a sudden he folds up. You know, he has so many good playoff outings. He just also has disasters, which is very different from how he is in the regular season. It's He does the sort of thing that he never does in the regular season where he just gets rocked. Even that, I would say, I think to call a bunch of his starts rocks in his, in his postseason career, I think is slightly overstating it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Can you pull up his baseball reference game log? Yeah, I'm, and, I'm looking like, at it right now. How many of these would you describe as non-competitive, I guess? Game one of the World Series in Boston. I think it's when you have more innings than runs. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that. So, so game six in 2013 against the Cardinals. Then the next one, you know, game six against the uh, the the Cubs in 2016. And that wasn't even, yeah, that, I guess that was kind of bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, did, they, they, were, they didn't have a chance in that game, really. And the Cubs also, like, kind of packed it in once they scored three runs, and they just were like, oh, we're going to win this game. Great. The game five against the Astros, but that one, for obvious reasons, has an asterisk. One thing that inflated his ERA is he gave up, he gave up five runs in game four of the 2016 NLDS to the Nationals. Uh, that might be, I think, the best game I've ever seen him pitch. Three of those runs were uh, inherited, I believe. That was like one of the the like, more like I hesitate to use this word, but like I'll just go with gutsy performances I've seen on short rest with a damaged back against a good team. He was tremendous. Struck out eleven, um, and Pedro Baez allowed three inherited runners to score after he you know, uh, couldn't get a couple calls, I guess, that were close in the zone. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, the playoff history is more checkered than scary. But it's also less checkered than I think the the public continues to, to claim. And I think specifically, you know, what happened last year is he was not put in a position to succeed. In the first start, yeah, he was fine. He was he, he, was, he was neither sick. great nor, nor bad. He was fine. He was just fine. And his stuff right. was not what it is now. Right. I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I think f- for obvious reasons... Um, you know, fans will probably be pretty nervous. But I think if you look at the way he's pitched this year, this, to, to my eyes, is as good as he's looked since, you know, maybe 2016. You know, may, I mean, he was pretty good in 2017, but he was definitely fading a little bit uh, down the stretch and was more prone to, to homers in 2017. I don't know. I, I think the Dodgers should feel pretty confident, especially against this offense. I mean, I, I, I the Brewers are the Brewers do not have it. On offense, no, no. Jed Jerko hitting third doesn't really. Oh, we out. missed uh, missed one blow up. He he only went three three innings in uh, game one of the twenty eighteen NLCS against these uh, against these Brewers. I had a, a emergency. I wasn't at that game. I don't remember it. What happened? He just pitched poorly. I think that was when Brandon Woodruff hit a homer. Yes. I mean that was you know twenty eighteen. His stuff was just his stuff was not there. He just did not have good stuff. There were times where he really did not look very good at all in the regular season, and he still turned in like six and two or something like right. that. Right. Well, you, I mean, you just look at this, you know, in 2018 was probably uh, probably the worst season of his career, definitely in terms of stuff. I think the stuff improved a little bit last year. And he's got, you know, seven innings of one-run baseball against 
the Brewers, you know, eight innings of eight scoreless innings against the Braves. Like he's good. Like he's a good, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Um, but yeah, the the blowups they stand out. I would say that in this series, at least, I think that what's going to govern more whether the Dodgers win tonight is their offense much more yeah, than him. I because I right. think he's going to turn in six or so innings of, of solid production tonight. I, I feel quite confident in that. You know, whether it's no runs or three runs, I don't know. But I think it's in that it's in that window. But they're going to win or lose based on can they actually, you know, string to, can can their fourth through sixth hitters string together some good at-bats, push across a couple runs against Hayter and Woodruff. It's hard because the the, the Brewers game plan well. They, they're bringing in, you know, a lot of random guys who the Dodgers really haven't seen, blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, you can't feel too great about the Dodgers' offense right now. There's some question marks there. It feels like the, the the whole offense, you're right, but when you actually go through it, it's really two guys. It's Bellinger and Muncy. You know, the rest of them, it's like Taylor's been great. You know, Taylor's Pollock been is, really good. Pollock's yeah, fine. Pollock is, you know, the postseason concerns are, are, you know, are rising again, but he was very good this season. Justin Turner's not going to have a bad postseason. So who are you really concerned about? It's just Bellinger. It's the and former MVP and their cleanup hitter. Yeah, exactly. And, but, and, but, and those two, but if you, if one of them finds it, all of a sudden I think they're, they're on the path to, to winning it all. And you see, and you see last night why Mookie Betts, like, yeah, this is why you go get Mookie Betts. Because he's just so good, like he's just he he offers a level of of ability that just is yeah. I think the contrast between the rest of their hitters is, is exceptional too. And now they have like a the the Bet Seager one two punch of what they do differently. You know, Seager swings at the first pitch, Betts never does. I think that's really valuable to have that. Re- and then you get to Muncie, and the one thing he could, he does still do is not swing at a bunch of balls, right? And that was valuable in that first inning. And that's why they can continue hitting him fourth because he's not going to totally wreck. The uh, you know the pace of the inning, right? He's not going to have at bats like uh, like Bellinger did in the first inning last night, where just like wastes, you know, Suter, you know, the the, the poor fella. That was a like, bad idea. Yeah, the, the the poor guy just you know he can't find the zone, and they they bailed him out. Like they, they really did. They yeah, I mean out. that that should have been a six run inning or five. Like that should have been he shouldn't have gotten into the second whatsoever. That has been the hallmark of the Dodgers offense in the postseason. It happened against the Nationals last yeah. year with Corey Seager. C- correct. And and it was so I was watching that game last night and even before Arcia Homers off Bueller, I was saying to myself I was like this game has some extreme like Dodgers are actually going to lose energy cuz you just like missed opportunities in the postseason really really come back to haunt you leaving the bases loaded against you know sort of uh floundering relievers is just yeah it's that's those are opportunities you really don't get that often you when you have a you know a team on the ropes you you have to drill them Especially when you didn't even put him on the ropes, you just you just sat there as they roped him. He just he just walked into the <laughs> yeah. ring and slowly started backing into the ropes. No, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he the, his words after the game. I mean, I, I, he feels like more like a regular person than a major league baseball player in a lot of ways in the way, in the way he talks about it. Where he said he just he felt like the whole world was zooming in on him. I'm not sure if he meant zoom like the the app or zoom like the <laughs> camera focus, but yeah, yeah. I mean, what you know, what he's a he's a reliever. He's doing his best. I mean, of course, you know, yeah. You feel you. you I mean, do feel I like watching him pitch. He was yeah. kind of entertaining. Oh, it's his just, he, his delivery was really it was giving me the heebie-jeebies. You know, if that guy is pitching in like the World Series, something's gone wrong. Well, yes, yeah, something has gone wrong. Corbin Burns is hurt. <laughs> All right, uh, what's your prediction? You think the Dodgers win tonight? I think they do not win tonight. I think the Whoa. Brewers win and Whoa. the Dodgers win in in three. Whoa! Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 
All right. What about you? No, I think they'll win. I don't know. They got Clayton Kershaw on the mound. He's good. I do wonder if, like, the fact that they're facing an an, an elite pitcher uh, might, like, wake up the offense a little bit. Uh, That could be – that sounds very counterintuitive, but uh, I don't know. That's just a thought. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. It's not – I don't think it was that they weren't focused in yesterday's game or something like that, you know? They just – thought that like Cody Bellinger just thought that pitch he from Suter he could hit he was wrong it's kind of hard when you're not really you know you're looking to do damage and the guy's not really giving you a chance you know it's like hard to stay kind of consistent with that so I don't know we'll see all right thanks everyone for listening we will be back next week where the Dodgers may or may not be playing but we'll see have a good one